And now, the After the Bell Podcast with Bill Neville and Lee Morgan. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just 12 days away from WrestleMania 30, and welcome everybody to the After the Bell Podcast, episode 8. Today is March 25th, 2014, and it is a wonderful day up here in Boston. It's not warm by any means, but it's a beautiful day, but the reason why it's such a great day is because tonight, SmackDown is being taped at our own TD Garden. Very, very excited about that. I'm going to be in the house. Lee will probably be in the house. Possibly. She uh, doesn't have tickets as of right this second, but she's working on it. If She'll... you have tickets, give them to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not supposed to say give them to me. You say, may, I, I, said may please. I please buy your tickets for face value or I said please. if they're free, may I please have them? <laughs> if they're free, may I please have them? There you go. Now you're please. more likely to get a response now. Pretty, please. Uh, <laughs> lots of uh, very exciting uh, things have happened over the last week with the After the Bell podcast. Uh, number one, we announced it yesterday, uh, a little while after I got the, uh, the email from Apple, but now in case you haven't heard the after the bell podcast is now available on iTunes. Round of applause, everybody. Yes, 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 yes. Keep going. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> We're so, so excited about that. And, uh, I just wanted to thank, uh, I'm not even sure how to say his last name and I hope I don't butcher it, but, uh, Jason Iapico, I think that's how you say it. Uh, on Twitter, he is at Dr. Stooge. Uh, he was a savior throughout this process. He literally just guided me step by step by step through how to set up a feed and, and get the podcast onto iTunes so everyone out there and all you guys can have download capability rather than having to stream it on our on our website or, or stream it on YouTube. So this is really exciting. Uh, really exciting news we we uh, announced at 5:30 yesterday afternoon uh so after the bell is on iTunes now all you have to do in the iTunes store is search the phrase after the bell and it should be the first one sitting right there in 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 the iTunes store it is i checked uh, it yesterday i was pretty excited about that cuz i i figure cuz i've saw, i saw a bunch of podcasts that uh, when i search after the bell it, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that had to do with the stock market yeah um <laughs> Or or uh, Ron Paul or the, that ran for president, mm-hmm. but uh, Apple informed me in the email that they sent me that it would be a couple hours before it actually appeared. the The page was uploaded and you could click the link that I tweeted out at five thirty, but you couldn't find it in the iTunes store for a couple hours. But after during RAW, I searched after the bell in the in the search bar and boom, first one. Mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah, right in the uh, right in the front uh, front and center in the uh, in the iTunes store. So that's a, that's a very very exciting uh, moment for Lee and I. Ah, she just showed me on her phone. We're still there. Right there. No numero uno when you search after the bell. Pretty excited about that. Uh so yeah, if you guys uh if you guys want to continue to listen to the show after we uh, upload today, it'll be uploaded directly to iTunes through our feed and it will be available for download. It's uh, one 15 right now so i'd say it'll probably be available for download by three o'clock uh another thing that came up was lee and i uh have been researching t-shirt prices online and hadn't really seen anything worth doing i mean we we designed a couple t-shirts online and it was it was uh they came out really good but obviously we didn't buy them because they were very expensive and the shipping costs and whatnot but uh we had somebody come through 
Uh, his name is Joe Schulte, and they call him the T-shirt guy. And he's from Ben Franklin Tees up in Danvers, Mass. And uh, I just wanted to give him a uh, a big shout-out. He created a couple of uh, ATB Wrestling T-shirts for Lee and myself that were very affordable. So, Joe, thank you very much. Uh, you can find Joe uh, up in Danvers at at the Ben Franklin's Ben Franklin Tees store, or you can visit benfranklintees dot com uh, to to get a hold of Joe and for all your your t shirt needs. So thank you, Joe. Uh, over the weekend, um, there was a couple of things that went on this weekend. I was supposed to go down to uh, Trenton, New Jersey, for a Valentine's Day gift to meet the Shield. I was hoping to get photos and autographs and whatnot. And then we were possibly going to go to Monday Night Raw last night in Brooklyn, but the tickets unfortunately fell through that we were supposed to have. Uh, but we still went down to Trenton anyway, and we uh, we did a, a meet and greet with the Shield at this place called Adventureland in a in the in a mall down uh, down by Trenton, New Jersey. And I tell you one thing, there was quite a few interesting folk at <laughs> at this this meet and greet. I mean, all the creatures come out for these things. And, uh, it was cool. We waited in line for a few hours and it seemed like forever, but once you got up there, it kind of made it cool. So, uh, my girlfriend, Kim and I, we, we met the shield, uh, all three members, not just one. Thank God. Cause I heard that for some reason, <laughs> Roman Reigns wasn't going to be there. And I was like, really? Uh, really? I don't think so. No, everyone <laughs> wants to see him. Exactly. I mean, I love Seth Rollins and he is probably my favorite member of the shield, but, mm-hmm. uh, it just wouldn't be the same without the three guys. But we got up there, and, and funny enough, they weren't in costume. They were in street clothes. Yeah, I saw so, one of the photos. Uh, so Roman Reigns had his, his hair up in a bun and had like a skin-tight white T-shirt on. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Dean is just Dean completely out there. <laughs> and he's literally lost his mind. I think his character on TV is exactly what his real persona is like. Mm-hmm. So we get to the front of the line, and... I go over to Seth Rollins is first at the table and I go over to him and and uh shook his hand said Seth nice to meet you he goes hey how you doing man and it was pretty cool and he uh I said hey we came all the way from from Boston to see you guys he goes oh that's that's so awesome man really really appreciate that and I was like oh you're going to be at Smackdown on Tuesday he goes mm-hmm. yeah yeah you going I was like so Seth was a really really uh personable fun guy to talk to moved down the table to Roman Reigns and uh how you doing, man? What's going on? It was very soft spoken, just like he is in all his backstage vignettes with Renee and uh, whoever else is interviewing him. He didn't call time. you baby? <laughs> no. <laughs> baby girl. <laughs> we got to get a sound bite of that. I know. Just out of nowhere. I'm we just going to drop it and make you laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Roman was cool, shook his hand, whatnot. We got to Dean, and Dean, I wish you could see what I'm doing right now, but Dean was just kind of had his hand on his on his fist with his elbow on the table just kind of like seemed like he didn't want to be there and i was i was just kind of irritated by it because everyone who was there paid to to get the autograph or get a photo or whatnot and just it just it bothers me for somebody who works in promotions uh, when you're out representing your company you should be out and not have a scowl on your face so i was kind of disappointed by that but Seth was was awesome. Roman was very nice, and uh, my my girlfriend Kim, 
we get to the we get to the line and uh she's she's deeply in love with roman reigns <laughs> and she's sta- she's behind me in line she's standing there just staring at roman reigns and she she goes ha, 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 this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> and roman looks up with her and goes you good <laughs> so was, that was a great laugh uh that's great absolutely hysterical i was glad she had fun uh, and funny enough we got to the end of the line and standing uh, right before you exited the store was former WWE referee Tim White. Uh I can't I don't think a lot of people recognize him because he seemed kind of shocked that I did. Uh he looks a little bit different, he doesn't he has very gray hair now. He lost a lot of weight. He looked pretty good. That's good. Um but I was I was happy to see that he was alive <laughs> because of all the uh the suicide skits that they that they did back in the day. That was kind of weird. But um so Tim White's Tim White's alive and well, just in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> Thank God. He's uh he's a road agent now for WWE. Uh so overall the meet and greet with the Shield was was fun. And mm-hmm. you waited three hours for uh a minute meet and greet, but it is what it is. It's all for the experience. Exactly. So later that night, uh, we went to the WWE live event in Trenton, New Jersey, which is only about 20 minutes from where the store was. And uh, I was shocked how many people actually showed up for this thing. Uh, It's a non-televised live event that they do in the smaller venues all over the country. And I don't know if you guys have been to DCU Center or... The Verizon Wireless Arena in Manchester or, or Songus Arena, it was, it was relatively mm-hmm. that size. It like it holds small. about ten to 11,000 people or so. Mm-hmm. And the place was packed. And the, the literally the only seats that I couldn't see that were open were above and behind the, the little setup that they had. So that was really cool. Was, I was expecting with a non-televised event to have like a half full house and be able to pretty much sit wherever you want. But nope. The, all the seats were taken and couldn't move and we had pretty good seats anyway but it was uh it was pretty cool and uh to see uh some of the stuff we saw on raw last night we, <laughs> i saw on sunday night it's almost like uh, those guys kind of practice what they're gonna do um on those live events and uh there's a couple matches uh Sheamus and del rio went at it uh miz and fandango uh, Bella Twins against Alicia Fox and Oksana. Uh, Damian Sandow. I uh, forget who he fought. I can't remember. Uh, Titus O'Neil lost four times. <laughs> so he's he, he's kind of in the jobber category right now. He lost to Darren Young. He lost to Wade Barrett. He lost to Mark Henry. So he uh he's on he's on a, a a nice little losing streak right now. And then the main event was John Cena and Randy Orton for the World WWE World Heavyweight Championship in a steel cage. And that was the first time I ever seen a steel cage match, so that was pretty cool too. At a WWE live event mm. nonetheless. That's pretty right. good. That is pretty awesome. Uh, John Cena had a ton of younger kid fans cuz like I would imagine that a ton of kids go to these live events because the tickets are a little bit cheaper and Mm -hmm. and whatnot but uh there was one point in the match where uh there was a uh, near fall that was so close that i thought john cena had won the championship (laughs) because i couldn't really see it from where we were sitting because the referee was kind of blocking it but 
every single kid in the entire arena erupted all at once. Imagine that John Cena winning at a WWE live event. So I had to I had to stop and look and and double check, and then I, all of a sudden the match kept going. So I knew obviously he didn't win, but uh, and Randy Orton won with a a ref bump and a and a low blow, and then he mm-hmm. slithered out of the cage like the viper that he is. Um, so that was pretty awesome. A pretty awesome weekend. Got to meet the uh, got to meet the Shield. Got to see a, a WWE live event. And tonight we'll be heading to Boston for SmackDown. So I'm going to shut up for a minute because I just talked for forever, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 13 minutes to be exact. Wow. Uh, so Lee, what uh, what jumps out at you, or what jumped out at you about Raw last night? Well, first off, Stephanie McMahon did not come to the ring in a pantsuit. About time. She was in leather pants and a black top. Yeah, she looked good. She did look good. Stephanie's been looking real good lately. I and mean, for a while there she kind of blew up like uh like she was on steroids or something. Oh, I know. And she looked gross. And I think it was the pantsuits. <laughs> I I'm talking like from like 05 to 2010 or 11 or so. And she oh. she was big. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. She she definitely Maybe got a, uh, breast implants and children. And children, yeah. Yep. Um but it, yeah, like you said, it's it's nice to see Stephanie kind of relaxing last night, even though <laughs> it w- it wasn't very relaxing uh, beginning to raw. It's a little intense. Yes, and uh, in case you guys missed it, uh, Stephanie McMahon, Batista, and Randy Orton were in the ring, and this is how everything went down. I respect Hunter very much. You know this, but the fact is that he has never beaten me. And if he makes it to the championship match at WrestleMania, he won't beat me there either. And neither will you. You make me sick. Coming out here one week, sucking up the Triple H. Come out here the next week sucking up to her. Let me lean in a little closer, just drool all over her a little more. I mean, I hate to break your heart, but I think Steph's been drooled on before. Actually, I think Steph's been drooled on a lot. Dave, I just had... Although 
have to admit, Kang, that Batista deserved the slap. All right, so that's what went down on uh, at the beginning of Raw last night. Batista uh, kind of showed his aggressive side, calling out Randy Orton for being a kiss-ass, um, saying that Stephanie has been drooled on a few times, which I'm not quite sure what he's referencing. <laughs> you maybe, can imagine. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the kiss that Randy Orton gave her uh, while Triple H was handcuffed to the ropes a while ago. Maybe. Or some other fun stuff that she used to do back in her heyday. Some things that aren't PG. Yes. Although um, Vicky did call AJ a bitch last night. so That's true. That wasn't very PG. I liked her calling her a bitch, though. I did. I did. It's it's kind of nice to hear... Um, real talk. Real talk. Aggressive mm-hmm. talk. Um, and just not having to worry about the FCC every five seconds. Mm-hmm. But uh, the... <laughs> As you heard in that clip, Batista ended up uh, spearing Randy Orton. And in the process, rip, tore a nice little hole right in his, uh, right outside his gluteus maximus. And uh, I didn't notice it on TV at first, but all of a sudden pictures started floating around Twitter. And it was pretty funny. And it's kind of ironic that the first night that Batista doesn't wear skinny jeans Mm -hmm. is the night that his jeans rip. Exactly. Pretty funny. He um, needs that stretch. Yeah, he, he needs to wear some. Um, what are those called? Jeggings? Oh, no, <laughs> they're skinny jeans, but they stretch, right? He's, yep. I've never, I've never worn them. I wouldn't know. <laughs> but uh, I think that's that's something along the lines that, uh, that Mr. Dave Batista needs. Uh, so that was a, a fun way to start raw. Stephanie slapped the glasses right off of Batista's face. She's good with uh, that slap. She was good. And She's always good with it. That was money. She didn't even hit his face. She just slapped the glasses clean off his face. Yeah. And you could tell he was just like, oh, what was that? Mm. But uh, that was a that was a that was a uh, a fun, very exciting way to start Monday Night Raw. And the crowd last night was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a New York crowd usually is. Uh, they had their moments. They had their moments. The CM Punk chant was just totally unnecessary. Yep. Like a I few get, times. I get it. But he walked out on the company. Mm-hmm. What don't you get about that? Mm-hmm. The company didn't fire him. The company didn't release him. You're not begging him for come to for him to come back because the company released him. He left on his own accord. End of story. Stop chanting his name. Deal with it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well done. He's there, Batista. <laughs> I had to say it. Hashtag deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got here? We got Christian actually won a match. Yes, and it was a fatal four-way, no less. And yeah. for what? For a chance at the Intercontinental title on main event. When? Tonight. At? SmackDown in Boston. There you go. What time? <laughs> 7 o'clock. There you go, live on? <laughs> the WWE Network. God, you're good. We're, we're, we're on our eighth show now, <laughs> and we've gotten so close that we finished each, finished each other's sentences. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, sorry, we're we're both laughing pretty hysterically here. <laughs> anyway, we'll probably edit this out. Um, so Christian was in a fatal four way for the for the chance to face Big E for the Intercontinental Championship tonight on main event. And uh, who was in this match? 
Del Rio, mm-hmm. Seamus, Ziegler, and of course Christian. Go. And I think the entire the entire Barclays Center was rooting for Dolph Ziggler to win this match, as was I. But then again, Biggie and Ziggler wouldn't really work, even though it would have been full circle because they used to be together. It would have, yeah. Uh, it wouldn't work because it would have been face versus face. Mm-hmm. And I, you got to figure that. I didn't think it would be Christian. I thought it would, maybe it would be Del Rio, but uh, Christian ends up winning, so he'll face Big E on on main event live in Boston tonight on the WWE Network. Expect him to lose again. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> They're going to keep putting on these actual, actually pretty good matches on main event. And you're going to keep thinking that there, there's going to be no title exactly. changes. But then there's going to be a huge one well, out of nowhere. Undertaker was on main event last week. He was. And that was pretty incredible. If Undertaker doesn't show up at TD Garden tonight in some fashion. He better. I'm going to be very upset. He because better. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very upset. <laughs> I'm not really sure why, but Taker, listen to me. Happy birthday, by the way. It's your 49th birthday yesterday. I heard them chanting happy birthday at the end of Raw, mm-hmm. which I called at the beginning of Raw. I said, this crowd is going to end up doing a happy birthday chant because they're chanting everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but happy birthday, my man. And you're my favorite of all time. And I'm pleading with you right now. Brooklyn is only three and a half hours away from here. If you take a plane, it's only about an hour. Get your ass to SmackDown. Or else, you will please <laughs> rest <laughs> in peace. That okay. was super dramatic. You know, that was super. Wow, yeah. good job. Every every week, I'm gonna just keep busting out another impression of mm-hmm. some sort. Uh, my Michael Cole last week was horrible, <laughs> but you got the idea. Yes, but uh, I wish that my voice was super deep and. And epic like Undertaker's, but it's not. Gravelly and... Uh, <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Uh. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We're way off topic again. Uh, some some big spots in the, uh, in the in the match. The crowd was very into Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time he did anything, the crowd was freaking out. He almost won. He almost won. And then out of nowhere, Christian hits... Who did he hit with the Unprettier? Oh, not the Unprettier. What's Kill it called switch. now? Kill Switch, yeah. He hit Dolph with yeah, it. He hit Dolph, right? Yeah. Right after he Dolph hit the zigzag or whatever it was. That was right before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're and then right. he hit him with the... My memory is so bad. Yeah. Unless I write it down, I don't really remember. <laughs> um, sorry about that. I don't like... Oh, I like Biggie's new shirt, but I don't like the way that he cuts it. Yeah. It makes it look like a dress. <laughs> it looks stupid. I hate when they cut the shirts like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Henry used to do the same thing. Which yep. I, drives me nuts. Wear Ryback. The damn, wear the damn t-shirt. Ryback too. Yep. Ryback's never had good attire. No. From his his Rob Van Dam tie-dye singlets to crappy t-shirts. We have a Ryback Rolls t-shirt at Hot Topic. Really? For like uh, $4. Are two ninety nine too? They're like $4. Attention everybody. Uh, Zach Ryder tweeted out last night, but uh, Lee has also informed me that the Hot Topic carries... Purple Zack Ryder t-shirts for yep. under $3. Yep. They're so 2 If you want to get your woo-woo-woo on, get over to Hot Topic and get they're, yourself a $3 Zack Ryder t-shirt. They're also buy one, get one 50% off. So, oh, so you can get two for four fifty. <laughs> exactly. Done. Mm-hmm. End of story. Two Zack Ryder shirts, order them up. Yep. Let's do it. Uh, one of my favorite 
parts of Raw. We're going to kind of skip around. We're not going to go in order of, of the show. But one of my favorite parts of Raw was the John Cena versus Luke Harper match. Mm-hmm. Man, did this match give Luke Harper a name. Oh, yeah. This guy, that was one of the best matches I've, I've seen in a long time. Uh, you you mostly see Luke Harper and Eric Rowan kind of just backing up Bray Wyatt every now and then. But when you give these guys a chance to be in the ring, they're actually really good. And I was very impressed with Luke Harper's performance against Cena last night. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I saw Luke Harper in a match against Adrian Neville. Wow, my brother from another mother. At Access last year for oh, WrestleMania. Really? Yeah. No kidding. And it was pretty damn good. So I was waiting for Luke Harper to sort of get in the mix of doing his own style. Hmm. I said, uh, there was a lot of big spots in the match, but the end was the part that mm-hmm. that uh, really set the stage for the Bray Wyatt Cena match at WrestleMania. Uh, the match was a no contest. Of course. Naturally. Uh, but Cena got Cena got attacked after the lights went out. And when the lights came back on, Cena was tied in the ropes. And he was wearing a sheep mask. And it everything the Wyatt family does now is just so perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, their gimmick is awesome. Their music is awesome. Their promos are awesome. Just everything about them. And Christ, you could take Miz's music and have the word awesome put before their theme song and it would fit <laughs> way better than it does with Miz. It's true. <laughs> um, but seeing Cena uh, passed out in a sheep mask pretty much uh, and Bray taunting him and screaming follow the buzzards and it was one hell of a way to to really boost the the viewership and the anticipation for the Bray Wyatt Cena match. I'm glad. I'm glad the um, the crowd got it too. They t- started a "This Is Awesome" chant. They did right after and they saw him. See, Brooklyn was one of those crowds last night. It's kind of like Chicago and kind of like uh, uh, Pittsburgh was for the Royal Rumble, where it was, mm-hmm. the heels were very over. Oh yeah. Uh, normally, you don't hear a Luke Harper chant, mm-hmm. uh, but that was pretty cool. I mean, it must have been pretty cool for him too to hear an entire arena chanting his name instead of just NXT, right? Yeah. Exactly. So that was really awesome. Uh, really looking forward to that match at WrestleMania. That and the, the main event. Are, and uh, Lesnar Undertaker, though. What are your thoughts on that right now? Um, you were saying something to me before the show. How they're building up the Undertaker. Yes. Acting like he's invisible yes. to Brock Lesnar. And how Lesnar has, hasn't really got a shot in at all. They Well, the segment that they did, he was sort of like scared of the coffin mm-hmm. he was tapping it with his foot a bunch of times which i found hilarious yeah but the way that they're building it up is that brock lesnar is obviously not gonna win he's just gonna fade off to the back somewhere and Taker's gonna like win this big thing 22 and 0 and but they have to build up brock lesnar somehow because he's a beast right and and it's uh Common sense would tell you that, uh, kind of like what CM Punk did last year with the with the Druids, and then beating up Taker and pouring the urn on his face. It's going to have to be something like that next exactly. week, where Lesnar is on top to make it even remotely believable mm-hmm. that that Brock Lesnar could beat the streak. And I don't think anybody believes it at this point. No, and they're not making last year this time. We thought CM Punk could actually beat him, right? And you and CM Punk was 
this full time mm-hmm. top guy, and you you could realistically see the torch being passed to him. But Brock Lesnar, being a part time guy, he never appears on SmackDown, never appears on pretty much consecutive Raws. He and he'll be on Raw next week, obviously, but uh, during. During the main season, he never appears on consecutive Raws. It's always mm-hmm. Paul Heyman just coming out and talking for him. I think Brock Lesnar was the wrong choice. I completely for, agree. Uh, for a match with Undertaker this year because it's just not believable whatsoever. And yes, physically, yes, it is believable. Mm-hmm. But it's WWE and it's and obviously it's scripted and, it, and it's all a big plan. But normally the plan seems reasonably you know what I'm trying to say uh, exactly I know what you're yeah the uh, um Undertaker's matches should be epic every single year this year it doesn't seem like it's gonna be it's gonna it's not gonna live up to the hype no I mean I can see a couple of big spots where where Taker kicks out of the F5 and yeah probably, but those are gonna be predictable exactly and that's why I truly believe that Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar was the uh the wrong choice mm-hmm. for for WrestleMania this year. Um, aside from that, on Raw last night, a another huge, uh, huge match with the Shield uh, against the Real Americans. Some great spots in that one. That's I put in capital letters right here. Crazy <laughs> spots in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from the uh, probably the most over move in WWE right now with the Cesaro swing. Uh, everything from that to Seth Rollins doing his flip out of the ring and landing on his feet and the crowd with the holy feces chant mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, Roman and his crazy super Superman punches. And I love the Superman punch. I love the way it looks. But if it's not executed perfectly, uh, I know it looks fake. Cesaro was falling backwards. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it looks awesome, but they got to get the camera angles right, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe have the camera shoot from like behind Cesaro, so you can't really see if his hand is connecting with with his face or not. Or maybe even I don't know, have Reigns slap him or something. I don't know. One of my favorite parts of that match was Ambrose um, wanting to get slapped more. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing Dean Ambrose needs. Trust me, his head is all I know mush anyway. I know, but it was expected from him because he's such a psycho, right? And then he gets up, pushes him. Um, Cesaro kicks him and then he falls back to the ropes and then clotheslines Cesaro. Mm-hmm. It's it pretty nice. Uh, before we get too much into that match, I want to go back a little bit. Uh, Triple H had a sit down in the ring with Michael Cole. Uh, Michael Cole had his questions on his iPad, even though he was probably playing Candy Crush while Triple H was going on his I think he was. nonsensical, pretty extra sure. long answers. Um, but Triple H was talking to Michael Cole and... Uh, Here's what went down. Daniel Bryan asked for the game. Daniel Bryan stood out here. How many times did I tell Daniel Bryan I didn't want to fight him? How many times did I say I was not going to step into the ring with him? But he forced the issue. They forced the issue. They forced my hand and made me become a competitor. And then they got exactly what they asked for. And Daniel Bryan got exactly what he deserved. 
And now, now you're all gonna cry about it, right? What happened to this world, Cole? Huh? What happened to this world since I stopped competing full-time in this ring? Because I used to stand in this ring and I used to do despicable, horrible things to people. And I looked out into their eyes and I would look out and I would see that same lust for success that I had. I would see that same burning desire that I had. They would fight. They would fight the system. They were strong. You know what I see when I look out there now? I see apathy. I see soft. I see pathetic. I see a bunch of little people with no power, no desire. When they don't get what they want, they cry about it. When they don't, they don't, you know, I know. Why don't you guys send me a tweet and express your displeasure? How about that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, you know what, Cole? I'm sick of it. I'm sick to death of the whole thing. The world has changed and I can't take it anymore. So you know what? Maybe it's on me to change the future. Maybe it's on me to decide where this whole thing goes. Maybe I start the reality era. Maybe as of right now, this moment, this is the beginning of the reality era. And you know what that means, Cole? It means the reality is this. At WrestleMania, I end Daniel Bryan's little supposed run at the top. At WrestleMania, the reality is I end this pathetic yes movement. The reality is at WrestleMania, when I'm done with that, I'm gonna step into a triple threat match. And no one living off of their past glories is gonna stop me, and no one living off of their untapped potential is gonna stop me. Because, Michael, the reality is I have the power to make it happen, and they all know it's true. The reality era means that the reality is I am gonna walk out of WrestleMania as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. All right. Well, Triple H. No, he's not. How do you know? He's not. Do you work in the creative room? I wish, but no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. He's the CEO. He can do whatever the hell he wants. That's he could, he, he could Bret Hart the other three guys. Daniel Bryan, screw it, Daniel Bryan. You know, he could uh, He could hit somebody with the pedigree, cover him, get a one, two, three, quick count. He could also help Daniel Bryan. He could all, less. Uh, Lee, explain this uh, little theory you have <laughs> that you explained to me before we uh, we started recording today. After watching Monday Night Raw last night, I came up with a bunch of speculations and questions, mostly for myself. Okay. Um, one being, what happens if Daniel Bryan beats Triple H clean and earns more respect from Triple H? 
Does Stephanie join in on that though? Because it seemed like obviously it was. I want to create some animosity between the two. Between Stephanie and Triple H? Yeah. Okay. I think that would be fun to watch. Absolutely. And then what if Daniel Bryan is almost being pinned for the three count for the 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 main event and all of a sudden Triple H comes from nowhere and helps Daniel Bryan? Hmm. Some things to ponder. Considering he really doesn't like Randy Orton or Batista. This is true. This is true. Oh, it's true. That's what Randy would say. <laughs> it's definitely true. Um, I like those theories. Uh, it's always fun to to kind of poke at at different possibilities uh, of results of main event matches at WrestleMania. Because mm-hmm. whatever happens at WrestleMania is 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 going to be huge for the next couple of months, pretty much leading up till SummerSlam. Exactly. Uh, so what whatever happens at WrestleMania. Uh, so be it. And if it doesn't happen at WrestleMania, it's probably going to happen the next night on Raw. Because mm-hmm. they usually save some sort of big moment for for the next night. Like they saved Dolph Ziggler's cash-in for last year. Uh, they saved Brock Lesnar for the year previous to yep. come out in F5, John Cena. Mm-hmm. So something big is going to happen on Raw. But I'm I'm really hoping that in the long run, Daniel Bryan walks out mm-hmm. with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. That was good. Right? Uh, speaking of WrestleMania, we've had a couple of matches added to the card last mm-hmm. night. Yep. Uh, now, I asked you for this list before we started, and I'm looking for you to give us the names of everyone. <laughs> everyone. All who, who has been announced or included in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. All 26. Ready, everybody? Listen okay. up. Get your pens ready. Here we go. Who's in the match? Mark Henry, Kofi Kingston, Cody Rhodes, Sheamus, Christian, Fandango, Ginger Mahal. Excuse me, that's Fandango. Ginger Mahal, Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> Drew McIntyre, Damian Sandow, Heath Slater, The Miz, Goldust, Big E, Big Show. It's a lot oh, of big in that match. There is a lot of big in that match. Um, Alberto Del Rio, Titus O'Neil, Brodus Clay, Darren Young, Justin Gabriel, our truth Rey Mysterio, The Great Kali, Santino, Zack Ryder, and Sin Cara. I'm taking Justin Gabriel. I'm taking whoever is in the next four. The South African flyer or whatever he is. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking him. But there's four more left. This is true. Who are they going to be? And it was, it's for a few minutes, it almost seemed like uh, Joe Manganiello and, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger were going to be added to it, and I would have lost my mind. It would just would have been so stupid. I wouldn't mind Joe being in it. Joe is a huge guy. Mm-hmm. He, he towered over Hulk and yep. and Arnold. I think and he's like Arnold six, looked tiny in the ring with those two guys. I think he's like six eight, six seven. Damn, it's crazy. Yikes. Um, let's see. But um, let's talk about Cesaro and Jack Swagger aren't in a match yet. Interesting. Do you think that the the real Americans will be added to this kind of? tag team turmoil type of thing that's being uh, I, thrown around i'd like it i mean kane did give them a title shot so yeah um so right now we got the usos that are tag team champions the uh <clears throat> the new age outlaws have been added to a match teaming up with kane to take on the shield so they're out of the bummer the tag team picture uh cody rhodes and gold dust be added to that 
Well, they're in the oh the battle royal, the right? battle royal. Mm. That they dropped the ball on that one. They really did. They and screwed up that whole storyline. Cody Rhodes and Goldust. That would have been a fantastic singles match. Mm-hmm. Goldust kind of putting Cody over and uh, not necessarily retiring, but just kind of slowly fading out mm-hmm. and uh, letting Cody carry on the Rhodes name. That would have been pretty cool, but it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, so we have, for this potential tag team turmoil or fatal four-way or whatever it might be, uh, we have the champions that are the Usos. We mm-hmm. have possibly the Real Americans. Who else could be added to that? Well, Ry Baxel's already in it. Oh, right. oh that's right. You're mm-hmm. right. Ry Baxel. Yeah. Know. I don't get it. Not me either. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to do uh, some sort of tag team turmoil thing you might as well add a bunch of tag teams mm-hmm. not necessarily guys that'll win but put like los matadors in there or something uh just make it make it fun make it like a four-way for the tag team championships uh who else? i'm trying to think who else could be possibly in this match I'm trying to think of other tag teams I'm having a tough time <laughs> i have no idea yeah i don't know I mean, the tag team division was doing pretty good. It was. And then, like, all of a sudden, they just, it sucked. Mm. Yeah, what can you do? So, like you said, Ryback and uh, and Curtis Axel were removed from the the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and put Mm -hmm. into this match with the Usos. But uh, it has not been announced yet on WWE.com, so that kind of signifies that there's more to come. Oh, yeah. Um, Because they already put up the Divas match that was announced last night. Mm-hmm. Um, in case you guys didn't hear, the match that was announced last night, uh, AJ uh, walked out on her match, and who was it with? Uh, Naomi. Naomi, right. And she she walked out holding the championship high, knowing that she can't lose the championship if she gets counted out. And all of a sudden you hear the excuse me, the excuse me that, that uh, explodes heads everywhere. And Vicky comes out, and she's not very happy with AJ, and she ends up calling her a female dog. A bitch. Okay. This I'll say it. This is a PG it. show. No, it's Come not. Come on. Hey, they say it on there. We can say it on here. I don't care. I'm going to send right to censor after you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, right to censor. I was watching WrestleMania uh, 17 yesterday, and it was uh, Godfather, Val Venus, and... Bull Buchanan were a were a team called Right to Censor, and they had sleeveless shirt and tie on. Mm-mm. It was hysterical. Oh, thanks. Anyway, back to the topic. Uh, Vicky Guerrero calls AJ a B-word. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. A bitch. Okay. <laughs> you want me to <laughs> say gonna it this time? I'm going to let you keep saying it. Okay. Because when I fire you, it's, it's going to be... <laughs> we're going to be okay. We'll be PG again. Uh, I did check off on iTunes that we... There's no vulgar language in our podcast. That's not vulgar. Be quiet. <laughs> I'm just giving, trying to come up with a reason to fire you already. <laughs> eight, eight episodes in, you're already at my throat. I know. Um, so Vicky comes out and she tells AJ that she's going to be defending her WWE Divas Championship at WrestleMania 30 against... And then she goes on to name every diva on the current WWE roster. and It's a fatal 14-way. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do with it. Is it going to be like a battle royal or is it going to be 
an elimination match or is maybe it, i have no idea they I didn't mean, really explain if it if you're gonna do an elimination match it's gonna take at least a half an hour mm-hmm. unless you eliminate like five at a time or have like the total divas pin like five different divas mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be so stupid but um hopefully uh, if aj is to lose the belt hopefully it's to somebody who can actually perform in the ring and like uh like an italia or or tamina or naomi or or even Emma. Uh, yeah. The, the bubble lady. Uh, I would love to see Emma win the championship because you, you got Paige down at NXT, who she had a great rivalry with, who's holding the NXT Divas Championship or women's. What do they call it? Is it Divas or is it women's? It's women's. Okay. Um, that would be fun. And maybe bring Paige up or, or something after WrestleMania mm. and have like a little champion versus champion thing going on. That would be cool. That would be cool. I don't want to focus too much time on, <laughs> on the Divas Championship because for the most part, and I know you're a woman and I'm not sexist at all, it's but... a waste. You know... Thank you. It's a waste. Thank you. I'm glad you said it, not me. I try to be PC. AJ uh, Lee isn't a good Divas champion. No. And she's uh, she's fun to watch. She's fun to uh, watch bounce around. And What did I say? She's better off making out with all the superstars and pretty much causing drama instead being, of doing uh, that. Being a crazy chick yep. and... and uh, Dating four different guys within a two month period, mm-hmm. and becoming the GM of Raw. And yeah, what a crazy year she had in I know. Was it 2012 or so. Yep. Uh, between Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Kane, and Dolph Ziggler, and she ended up with one of them. Yeah. Who? <laughs> we can't. Can we say his name? We can say his real name. <laughs> Phil Brooks. There you go. Phil Brooks, the Chicago resident. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were we? I'm so lost right now. I don't know. <laughs> We're doing the uh, Fatal 14 way. Uh, will there be an Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I mean, both... Big, Biggie's in the Battle Royal, correct? And Christian. Yeah. It's kind of weird that they're having the the Intercontinental Championship match on main event tonight, but they're not going to have it at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And no U.S. title match. I mean, I could see that. Ambrose never defends it anyway ever ever um the intercontinental championship match opened wrestlemania last year it was on yes, the pre-show it, it was uh what miz and barrett correct mm-hmm. and the miz uh, ended up winning and then dropping it the next night right that was that, <laughs> that was, was a surprise the crowd uh, at raw the next night was very pro barrett oh yeah you never see that because mm-hmm. most of them were from over in england anyway right. so that was pretty cool to see but uh wrestlemania is shaping up to be very interesting and unorthodox there's n- there's no there most likely not going to be any intercontinental championship matches not going to mm-hmm. be a u.s title match there's going to be a bunch of teams going for the tag team championship you mm-hmm. have a triple threat or potentially like you said even a fatal four-way for the world heavyweight championship that would be interesting you got 17 girls going for the divas championship which is it, it it's almost like WWE is just kind of like, screw it. Let's put everyone on the show. Every single person we have. It's probably because we complained a lot last year about not ev- like everybody not getting a shot. Yeah. I mean, the Battle Royal pretty much take care takes care of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you're, you're putting every single diva on the roster into a match, mm-hmm. which could get very ugly very fast because only four or five of them can actually perform in the ring. And... I think I might mute the TV during that. 
It's going to be a lot of screams. It's going to be a lot of shrieking. Mm-hmm. Even worse than Brock Lesnar. Yep. I'm going through puberty. Yes. Yep. And I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> hopefully it's hopefully it's done in less than 10 minutes. It should be. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, like we said, Kane and the New Age Outlaws will take on the shield. And neither of us like this at all. Mm-mm. Although, recently, I'm loving the shield as a team and i'm loving that the fact that they're still a team and they're having amazing matches as a team i kind of hope it goes on a little bit longer now rather rather than originally when i said i wanted to see them in a triple threat and face each other uh, i think i'd rather at this point see them continue on as a team Mm -hmm. because roman reigns is is clearly the the guy who's probably going to get the biggest push Oh, yeah, definitely. But he's not ready for that yet. Mm-mm. He hasn't had a lot of mic time. He hasn't had, besides calling Renee baby girl, <laughs> uh, he hasn't had really a, a lot of high-profile singles matches yet. Uh, so I think Roman needs another year or so to to kind of develop into his own and become the singles guy. And, and Dean and Seth would be a great tag team. They would. Um, Seth is next to Ziggler. And maybe Daniel Bryan are probably the three most exciting guys to watch in the ring right now. Seth does some ridiculous stuff. And out of the three guys of the Shield, he's by far the best worker. But Roman's got the look. Roman's got the size. He's That's what Vince McMahon loves. He's a pretty boy. He's a pretty boy. He's a good looking guy. Yep. I'll give him that. I saw him the other day. Pretty good looking guy. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, has anything else been announced for WrestleMania yet? No. I don't think so. Except for that extra hour and a half or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yes. Super Um, long. I heard that obviously WrestleMania starts at 7 o'clock. And the the pre-show with with a match will start at 6. But apparently there's going to be an extra hour before that, which will probably just be background noise in my house. But apparently it's going to be an extra hour that they're really going to push hard for people to buy the network awesome i won't be watching it considering i already paid for the right the network. i've had the network since the day it came out over yeah. a month ago i just got charged for another month yesterday so mm-hmm. i've had it for a while and i don't mm-hmm. need to be swayed to to watch or the first hour and try to be swayed to watch the uh or purchase the wwe network mm-hmm. sorry wwe i'll probably have it on in the background just probably have it muted or have music playing or something but sorry <laughs> Um, what else do we do you have anything else over there that we missed probably <laughs> um, Scott Hall oh yes thank you how could we forget about we, that we, we we didn't really break the news but we did we totally say it called it like a month like ago five episodes ago yeah saying that Scott Hall would be inducted into the mm-hmm. WWE Hall of Fame and sure enough I'm so happy for him you take this guy, Scott Hall, who Razor Ramon, Chico, Ayo, and <laughs> he is one of the top guys in the company back around WrestleMania 12, 13, right around that era. All of a sudden, his career just kind of came to an end after NWO, kind of just disappeared and got in a world of trouble. And not necessarily... Uh, 
law trouble, but medical trouble. And he was having issues with drugs and and whatnot. And he was in rough shape. And I don't know if you guys saw the ESPN special that came out a couple years ago, where it was like kind of like a little documentary on Scott Hall, and it was bad. I'll like find he, it again and tweet it he out. Pretty much looked like he gave up, and that was it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny that I just said that because I looked over and I see I see Teddy Bruschi's book says "Never Give Up." Oh, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so Scott Hall was looking in rough shape on this ESPN thing, and then DDP got a hold of him and was helping him out and and getting him to start do the DDP yoga. And the last year or so, he's had an amazing turnaround. With he his, looks great. With his health. He lost a lot of weight. He looks great. Ooh. Breaking news. What? Holy moly. What? I submitted the podcast to Stitcher Radio as well. Yeah. And I just got a tweet from Stitcher Radio saying, at ATB Wrestling, welcome to Stitcher. Listen to After the Bell podcast here. And then they put a link. Oh, my God. I just saw it pop up. That's so cool. Holy moly. Breaking news on the <laughs> podcast. Woo woo. Yay. All right. So Stitcher Radio. Oh, I just got to mention, too. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Stitcher. We love you. Uh, you guys are the best. Thank you. And iTunes, you guys are pretty damn good, too. So now you can hear the After the Bell podcast on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Big things. Big things coming. Uh, we are, we're pushing an hour here. We're on 54 minutes. Uh, anything, really? Anything, no, no way. Yeah. No way. Anything else to add? Um, what did I have? I wrote something. Let's see. I just got really excited about that. It just <laughs> popped up on my iPad over here. Um, 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 um. I'm going to retweet that. I already did. Ugh. But anyways. Um, <laughs> beat me to it. You can delete it and then retweet it again. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I really want Brock Lesnar's t-shirt for some reason. Is he going to keep changing it every week? I hope not. It's going to be uh, eat, sleep, shriek, run <laughs> like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tweet. Something like that from yeah. you. I tweeted that out last night. <laughs> uh, and it was kind of funny because Paul Heyman uh, on WWE Backstage Pass after Raw last night. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Said, uh, or, I'm sorry, it wasn't Paul Heyman. It was Alex Riley that mm-hmm. said it on, on the on the panel. He said that uh, when in doubt, refer to the phrase on your T-shirt. <laughs> great. <laughs> so it was, it was great. It's kind of funny because a lot of guys have done that recently i mean cena does it all the time with the never give up and the rise above hate and the uh embrace the hate and mm-hmm. rock did it with boots to asses and mm-hmm. yep and yeah. then knees to faces knees to i faces, have that t-shirt yeah. oh you do yep that's awesome that's limited edition right there <laughs> uh, but yeah i think that's that's pretty much all i got over here anything else over there nothing whatsoever all right well as you just heard a couple minutes ago um we had a huge announcement, but that's going to do it for After the Bell Episode 8. Remember, folks, you can download the After the Bell podcast on iTunes. All you have to do is search for After the Bell in the search bar in the iTunes store. And now you can f- uh, listen to the podcast on Stitcher Radio. Uh, we tweeted out the link. We retweeted the the tweet that Stitcher just sent us moments ago. You can also still view our, our show on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Wrestling, And our official website can be found at atbwrestling.com. You can follow Lee and I on Twitter. 
I'm at Bill Neville. She's at WWE underscore LCM. And of course, the official After the Bell Twitter is at ATB Wrestling. Be sure to look out for our ATB Wrestling shirts and possibly a sign. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not, but possibly a sign on SmackDown this Friday as I and hopefully Lee will be in the house tonight. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm like super high in the balcony. Yes. It'll be there. It'll be there. It's it's good just to get the handle out there. Yeah. Uh, As we'll both be in the house, hopefully, at TD Garden in Boston tonight. And until next week, I'm Bill. And I'm Lee. And this has been After the Bell.